Yeah, that'll be perfect. That'll be a perfect lead in. So you're getting, uh, so last episode we talked about your neck, right? Yeah, so I have a CT scan and a follow-up appointment in the same day on Monday for uh, understanding whether or not I'm going to have a disc replacement or a uh, fusion. And then <laughs> Cody's been peppering me with text messages about acupuncture and dry needling. And then sent me a picture of where I could get it done. And then even offered to pay, which I'm not going to let him do. That's not going to happen because I'll just do it anyway at this point. It's and more of a guinea pig scenario. Yeah, of like, I just want to see. I want to see what happens. <laughs> and if I should do it next. Yeah, I want to see if it works. <laughs> so with uh, on Tuesday afternoon, I am going to go get stuck with a bunch of needles and see how it works out. I have never done it. I don't particularly enjoy massages even. So this is going to be interesting. Are you doing dry needling or acupuncture? Yeah, all it said was acupuncture when I could schedule it. Uh -huh. So I assume that we'll talk about it when we get there and I'll take in her uh, opinion on the matter. Acupuncture is a funky thing because it's, you know, it's one of those like Eastern medicine, mm -hmm. thousands of years old, still around kind of a things. Well, and I think it's kind of neat because I was reading more about it after, you know, we had started talking about it. It's not something I really ever considered. But you can, I mean, find insurances that'll pay for it yeah. too. Acupuncture, dry needling, not so much. But acupuncture, yeah. Uh, so I don't, uh, I'll give way to her expertise on this and see what she thinks like this the disc is ruptured it's fucked like that's that's very well known but if we can take the edge off of some of the spasming throughout my back and shoulder i yeah. will take anything at this point because muscle relaxers just make me tired they don't take they don't take away any pain right i have no problem dealing with pain for the most part but this is a different kind of pain that just is not normal for people to sit through yeah chronic pain is a weird thing so and it and i know how much it affects my mood my ability to tolerate things that i should easily tolerate so if i can take the edge off and we can figure out what they're going to do with my neck and then move forward from there that is going to be the big thing so I've tried to have, I had, I had a CBD massage like mm. a month or two ago, but that's. What do you think the odds are that that, cause CBD, that's one that I've tried before, right? It was the put three drops of this under your tongue every night before bed. What's your opinion on that? You know, you hear people swear by it. I, I feel like it's probably one of those things that is going to you're going to need to build it up and it's going to need to be a long-term type of thing before it works it's not going to be like a i think people go into it expecting it to be like a pain miracle drug and mm. that's not what it is it's just another thing that you could add as a vitamin not as a cure-all yeah well how much of the thing that i'm curious about with some of those things is how much of it is like the placebo effect Right, that because just... I hear people like they'll use it like they make creams for joints and shit. Mm -hmm. They'll use it and they're like, I, I used it one time and that first time I felt immediate relief. I'm like, I'm hard pressed because if you maybe, really, maybe I, I guess. 
But I think you're onto something with the adaptogens, right? They need to build up in the system and you got to get used to them. You got to have them in there for a prolonged period of time. Um, it's like uh, these different, so we switched recently from coffee to yerba mate. Yerba mate is supposed to be a natural like mood enhancer. It's, it's like a tea, but it's a, it's a loose leaf. You put it in, you don't use tea bags. You just let it kind of float on the top of the water. There's a special straw. Might be a bunch of bullshit, but. Um, I got I to the point all where. for trying things. Yeah, so. I, for why sure. The, why the fuck 100%. not? Yeah. But I mean, I haven't had coffee. I, I just got to a point where the coffee was, it's, it's summer, right? Coffee gets weird in the summer. It does. And coffee was just making me, like it gave me a stomachache. Just that was the only thing I can tie it to. We, my friend and I were just talking about this, about it this morning, how he has switched to more tea than coffee, and refuses to drink energy drinks anymore. Yeah. Because he's only he's twenty seven. He goes, it was starting to like that's he goes that's what heartburn is like mm. real like having it for the first time, and I was like, yeah, that's it's a motherfucker getting a little bit older. Right, just wait till thirty. It's weird. Thirty was a weird age for me, because hangovers all of a sudden became a thing. Yeah, I'm like what the fuck? I can't re- what? You didn't so, have? Did you not have hangovers really bad when you were younger? No, Ugh. no, no. I re- that was a ra- I rallied in the morning hard. Really? It was kind of crazy. So but I was that- always smacked by the hangover. I mean, it w- if it was a rally, it was all right. We're gonna start drinking because I'm still drunk, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. No, so. But as for thing, no, it's alternatives to it. Like I tried uh, Jacko's tea. Oh yeah, I bought some of that too. Yeah, I mix that with the yerba mate. That's yeah. what I have in the morning. And so I don't know if it was me trying to adjust to Jacko's tea or if I don't it was, think that's supposed to be like a booster though, right? Yeah, I don't. Well, and I think it's I, white tea, which has some like some caffeine, but not. It's not like a. Yeah, and I probably should have read more into it before because I tried to substitute it for coffee, and all I did was end up with headaches, like a, yeah, a, like an asshole. You need some of that yerba mate, son. Yeah, something like <laughs> that yerb. I just want to be able to say it now too. Yeah. So, kind of jealous. I ordered something else that we're gonna try called mud, mud water. Okay. It's this. It's this. It's very similar vein. It's um. It's like uh. It. This is actually supposed to be a replacement for coffee. But it's a mix of cacao and um, something else. But it's supposed to be like the whole, it's the adaptogen thing. It's like, take this for a week. Like, you're not going to feel the same. If you don't walk around saying cacao as much as possible, if you're taking that, you're missing out on something. Cacao! Exactly. I feel like that's a whole thing. I feel like they've done a South Park episode on that. (laughs) It is a coffee alternative consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures old and young for their health and performance benefits. I think we could actually learn a lot from the Eastern medicines and not calling it like a a voodoo type of thing. Oh yeah. I think it's just... Anything that's been around for thousands of years, there's got to be something to it. You're talking acupuncture and the teas and everything that comes with it. Yep. Right. The diet even too. We've talked about that before, like with the... uh, Blue zones. Yeah, the blue zones and the the hundred-year-old people. Yep. So there's something to it. And as I get older and things... So the guy that I went hiking with this morning, he... He was there during all of my lifting. Okay. Right? So he saw the stupid level of things that I was doing. So he goes, yeah, you've 
you might want to figure some things out because your body's going to suck. I go, it already sucks, you asshole. But it's just... He goes, I watched it. I did not participate. So, because we were talking about how... Because he started to do yoga on a regular basis oh, yeah. and doing some walking with his dogs and stuff. He's also a nurse. And he... He's like, I started doing this and I feel a lot better. He goes, I don't really have the urge to go into the gym. I said, that's my struggle is that when I'm in there, I want to lift heavier than everybody else. Still, it's like a, it's like something that I have to like temper in my head because I'm an idiot. So, or just I have meathead brain part of it that like, like just wants to speak and grunts and, and throw things around. Mm. Exactly. Mm. And he goes, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that anymore. And that's how he is. He's just. Not yeah. gonna tell me. He goes, but yeah, you probably should just stretch. Like your dick for Whatever. sure. I know I should stretch, Salim. You douche. Yeah. He's oh. on to something. He is. He. Is. I mean, he's he's, but not eight years younger than me. But we met working at the Doyle Center in Sturgis together. Oh yeah, and stuff. And he's one of those people that I'll I'll never get rid of. Yeah. Right. That doesn't work like that for like it's just stupid because we get together and it's just it works mm-hmm. right so uh you just get back together and get right in it yeah it's, there doesn't it's, need to be any of that like oh man been a long time nice to see uh no he he showed what up you've been up to exactly there's none of that he showed up to my house and i opened the door and he flipped me off from his car and all i did was point down to my kid he goes Oh, <laughs> hands out like, like yeah I have because I hadn't seen him since we had a kid it's been a while since we've seen each other yeah and he goes I f- what's what are you doing with a family <laughs> like type of things because not only did he see me go through some heavy lifting periods he went he saw me through some very real borderline if not completely alcoholic mm. periods like of just alcohol intake and participated in some of that, but did not like to keep up. Yeah. So, because he tried one time, and it was funny. Well, <laughs> there is a lot of human being here to try to keep up with. You get a little bit more disbursement of alcohol. There, that is also true, but, like, it's still for, I swear, I don't understand, I never understood people, and, like, I... Because like, I try and mess with people, especially when I was in, like, that that prime heyday of, like, I will drink a 30-pack tonight. Yeah. Like, by myself, and it's not going to be that big of a thing. That's a, that's Andre the Giant type shit. Yeah, well, I think his was next level because, like, he could fit two cans in one of his hands. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was, like, handles of vodka. Yeah. But he would, I, I would ask people, like, you want to go beer for beer for tonight? Yeah, I could do them. All right. This will be fun. All right. Finished. Finish yours. Oh, yeah. Type of stuff. And it's, he saw me through a lot of that phase, too, where he's just, he tried one night, failed miserably, threw up on his parents' door, type of stuff, type of things. And I'm just like, hey, you, you chose this path tonight. Yeah. And uh, we all make our choices. And it was coming home from Curly's in Colon, of all places, back to Sturgis. Drive. I, did, I was not driving. So, but he, Threw up on his parents' door. That was awesome. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. So, like, <laughs> and he never did it ever, not since. Yeah. And But he would sit back and watch people do it. And he's like taking notes. <laughs> so, 
but this is going to be a bad idea. And I'll make notes on how. Well, that's exactly. his whole thing. He did the same thing. You might not want to do that. Yeah. Like, it's always passive. That's never don't do that. You shouldn't do like you shouldn't be doing this. Hey, if you might want to think this through. Like he really like he wants to like quiet his like conscience. Like I did say something, but yeah. I don't really <laughs> want them to not to because this is gonna be great comment this is gonna yeah. be for me. So it's uh he saw a lot in those fuck those days. My drinking extended through about 31. Mine, yeah. I mean... Like, I still have a drink, but, like, yeah. I, like that level of... Uh, I haven't tested it in a while. Oh, same. I'm a, I think the last time I test, like, I hit that, it was Seth's wedding. So it had to be a couple years ago now. It was the last time that I hit that, uh, like, this, uh, this, I'm too fucked up. Yeah. I didn't. I did drink a little bit on uh, on New Year's Eve this year, but it wasn't like I just felt like shit the next day. It wasn't like uh, wheels are falling off kind of drinking. I just I did it. I did like a, a feel like shit once, and then had to parent. Mm. That. That's a game changer. Resolved me of any inclination that I had to get bombed. Yeah. Cause I don't want to fucking take care of myself the next day. No, and like to have a child who's as active as my youngest as as Carson is is fucking outrageous. And he wants to play all the time and I love that about him when I'm not hungover. Yeah. Right? So I just don't drink like that anymore. When you're hungover you're just getting mad. Yeah, just at a two year old for wanting to play. Yeah. That's not okay. That's his fault. <laughs> yeah, Surely that's... his fault. <laughs> so. I'm trying to scroll through my notes. All right. So you went on a hike this morning. You've been doing a lot of hiking lately? Somewhat. Yeah, uh, it trailed off. It's picking back up again. Okay. School's getting close to being done. Two weeks of class. Two weeks of class. Are you done done? Done done. Like forever? Forever. You Unless, good doing the PhD deal or no? It, it's always a possibility, but not right away. I need a minute. Yeah. To this two years of every Tuesday, followed by a paper, followed by practice quizzes, and all the practice quizzes have to do with the licensing exam and everything. So I don't have to take. I'm not allowed to take the licensing exam for two years. Mm. You're not allowed to take it for two years. So how? So you get like okay, go on, tell so me. So how it works is you finish school and then you apply for your limited license. And the only, like the main thing that comes of your limited license is that you're allowed to practice, right? But you need to have supervision of a licensed MSW. Yeah. So I have an L, I'll have an LL MSW. And as long as I have somebody I'm doing supervision under, like it's either once a month or every couple of weeks, right? Where I go talk to them, I pay them to do the supervision. I yeah. tell them. So it's not like a they sit in when you're in session kind no, of a deal? No. It's a you report to them? Yep. Okay. And I have to do that for a total uh, while working. It's two years worth of full-time hours. So it's like 2,000 hours. And then I'm allowed to sit for the licensing exam. 
So I can take a break for probably about a year, a little over, before I start diving back into understanding how to take the licensing exam, which is like 170 multiple choice questions, right? And I've taken a practice one and it took me three and a half hours. Wow. So, and it's just picking, it's understanding like how to pick what they want and not what I, I think is right in my head. Yeah. Right. Because I've never been fucking wrong. Let's be real. Sure. And so that's what it feels like sometimes. Then you go back and check it. Like, all right, that makes sense, but it's not like you start thinking progressively almost a little bit of where it should be going mm-hmm. instead of where it's at. And they want to know where it's at. So you know what you're doing. That's the interesting, that's an interesting thing about our, the way that our <clears throat> ed, modern educational system is set up is the standardized testing. I'm just happy it's not essays. Oh. It comes down to it. Like you've, like I had a friend that sat for the bar a few times before he passed it. That's essays, hmm. right? It's like writing a, ugh, it just made me, I don't, I have no interest in doing something like that. It just seems like it's too, like, I don't. I guess that's why it's hard to become a lawyer. I think there's, uh, the thing that I like about that would be that there's an opportunity to make a point and then express your ability to think critically mm-hmm. rather than have a binary yes, no, or A, B, C, D. Yeah. I, I'm not excited about it because, I, like I said, that practice test kind of revealed to me, like, you've got to change the way you're going to think for this test. Yeah. Which will be difficult for me, but... So my question with that is, is it the, is that the right thing? Should you, are you, is your thinking incorrect or is the way that the system or the test is, is outdated or it's not up to. I don't think that it's outdated. I think like you've got to find a way to measure, right? And the easiest way to measure would be A through D, right? Selecting those answers. And the quickest way to be able to understand whether somebody knows what they're talking about is is doing that now you're it's not a one shot right you have six years to pass it yeah right but it's still like 250 bucks to take sure so it, you want it to be a one-off well this is the whole thing with the standardized testing in general right from the bottom to the from whatever grade that they start doing this through um the sat or act through i forget what they were called in high school like yeah well, uh, you get the ASVAB and everything like that. Too. Yeah, if you're going in the military, you got the ASVAB. I took the ASVAB. Yeah, I think I did too. I took it and then got a shit ton of phone calls afterwards. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see what you guys did there, you clever sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can have any job that you want. Yeah, that's pretty. That's exactly what your scores say. Yeah. That. I'm like, but, and, and for me, if I wasn't going to end up going to college to play baseball, the intent was going to Navy, mm-hmm. right? But after I started getting calls, I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're good. I don't have to do that. Uh, so, but it was, yeah, yeah ASVAB. I don't love, the thing that I don't love about that system, right, and this is a more out-of-the-box thinking, is that it does create this this system where people are, graded or they're ranked on their ability to regurgitate knowledge. It's very narrow. Rather than express their ability to think critically. And that's the thing. So we, I, I have a, a conversation that we've had in class and I, I swore in class. I probably shouldn't have, 
but I did. And the teacher didn't really stop me, so it was okay, I think. But somebody, like, it's beginning. You get an email <laughs> in, like, a week. By the way, Dylan, we're going to have to ask you to drop the program. <laughs> Just, and I said shit. I didn't, that wasn't, oh. like, anything crazy. But it's something that I'm passionate about in a way because I hate seeing people stress over their grades. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you worried if you four-point this or not? Somebody had said something about a previous teacher almost cost them a four point. I said, I raised my hand. I go, hey, I just want to let everyone in here know nobody hiring for jobs gives a shit about your four point. They don't. They want to know, did you get the piece of paper? And then how well are you interviewing with Mm -hmm. the information that you know? Not how well did you put it on paper? They do not care. Right? They don't ask for your transcripts until after you're hired. They don't care. Mm, that's an interesting piece of knowledge. Well, it goes back to the old, uh, what, do you ca- what do you call the guy who got seized through medical school? Doctor. Exactly. So it's... Uh, seized, get degrees. And I, I, like I said, I think I've pulled A's and B's. I don't check my grades. Right? I check maybe the score on a paper if I'm interested. But for the most part, I know when I hit something and when I don't. If I have a question about whether I got it or not, right, I go back and check. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, and make an adjustment. But from there. How do you think that whole thing got started? That whole, like. Well, scores mean something if you're going to go. If you want to really worry about what doctor at school you're going to go to. Right. Okay. If you're gonna go like out of high school, if you're gonna go to an Ivy League school. Yeah, I can. Right? I can see the the right. high school to college, right? Because they use that system then to determine uh, scholarships, right? The higher your GPA, right. the more likely you're gonna get more scholarship or get accepted to these schools that want the more prestigious schools that want the higher yeah they want echelant yes of person I like the French thing you did there. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but I mean, at at some point in time, it's got to become like, what does this matter? Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing is if you can't relay it, like it, book smart doesn't mean you're a good therapist or a good anything. Yeah, right. You can know a lot of shit and be an asshole and not understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Application is totally different from learning. Right. So that's that's the the message I was trying to get across is like they don't care. Only you care. Right, you have this thing in you where you need this four point for no fucking reason whatsoever. And it drives me nuts because you guys are so anxious about it that it I don't want to help you. What's been conditioned into into them? Right, because people like I vanity, a vanity moment. I don't know how many times like during the semester because I I will help people with their papers and I will like we'll get on a Zoom meeting, we'll get on a phone call, we'll talk it through where they feel like they don't understand something because I keep stuff as simple as possible in my head and that's how I write it. It's worked, right? Yeah. It's not, I don't overcomplicate myself, I don't overwhelm myself with tiny details. If something doesn't sound right, I contact the professor, I do not care, right? It's not, they're not there to fail me, they want me to pass. Yeah. So... If I fail, it probably looks bad on them more than it does on me. So you get people that call and they're so, well, I just want to make sure that I get, you know, like such and such a grade on it. I go, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. It doesn't matter. 
Like, on your job interview, they aren't going to ask if you got between a 3.5 and a 4 point. They won't. I've never had it happen. I've sat in on interviews. Nobody here going to Spring Arbor University for their master's in social work is going to go to Harvard for a doctorate social work program. That's a fair point. Right. Under, like, it's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all just trying to go get jobs after this. There's a shortage of people that do our job. Trust me. They just want the piece of paper. So, it just... That whole GPA thing, people where they're worried about, even in high school, whether they're in the top 10 of their class. Mm-hmm. Like, does it fucking matter? Like... You've already been accepted before you graduate. Does it really fucking matter where you are? Uh, it's a valid point. I'm looking up. Uh, I'm trying to come up with. I, I'm. We're not. We won't go into it on this one because I don't have enough information to regurgitate it yet. But it was all about um, the modern educational system and how it was mirrored after, um, like, uh, one of the. Eastern Bloc states before the the fall of the Berlin Wall kind of a thing before the Cold War. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But. Oh, I bet. And I think there's a, there's somebody went over it. Was like Rose. Not I don't know if it was Roosevelt. I'm gonna. This is why I don't want to talk about it because I don't know. I don't remember yet. But it was Roosevelt. Somebody in that era, right? Sent um, a group of people over to study how they were educating their um, young people. They took all, it was called school, and they brought that back. And that's what we now know as modern education. I think one of the things when I worked at the ISD for a period of time, we had a guy come in named uh, Dr. Anthony Muhammad. And he spoke to us at our beginning of the year type of get together type uh, thing, whatever it was. And I think I've said this on here before, and at least I've said it to you about treating school like it's banned. Right? The B-A-N-D, band. Right? If you mess up, you restart and do it again until it's perfect. Getting an 80% of B- or C's get degrees and knowing only 75% of the material. If you think about that, in the grand scheme of things, you're literally going without 25% of the material if you get a 75%. And that's okay. Without knowing. Like, that's not, like how is that okay that you're not going to know that? Yeah. That's a good point. That's now that makes that changes the fundamental system that we're in. If you do that, yeah. And I don't know how that looks. I'm not that smart to be able to uh, educationally to be able to wrap my head around how that fundamentally changes everything. But in my head, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's a that's a that's uh, like a turning the battleship. Yeah. That's a big pivot. That's not a pivot. That's a, we got to strip it down for parts, rebuild it kind of a thing. Yeah. It's not going to, you can't apply it within the current system of how we grade things, how we move through things and what we consider passing and not passing. That's that whole current system. One of the things I've been thinking about a little bit lately is um, the way that a lot of the systems that we've created now right could be could be government it could be education Um, a lot of these staples of american society western society 
they, every, not everybody, many people walk around like they are the without a doubt, no questions to be asked, the best. The best that they could possibly be, the best in the entire world. I do believe that America is still the, one of the greatest countries for freedom and the, the greatest place to live for now, right now, right? We don't, I mean, China may be catching up as far as, um, as far as like Fortune 500 companies and as far as um, monetarily those things are concerned, but they can decide that they don't want you to exist as a person anymore and you don't. Yes. On a pretty, on a, like a reasonably, like, that uh, what was the the billionaire the Alibaba guy? Yeah, disappeared all of a sudden for like three months, and then he showed back up on a video, right? I don't even know that he's been seen publicly yet, like out Jack Ma, or I don't know if yes. he's actually been seen out. There's there's something really weird going on with the whole Chinese thing, um, like with Tibet and all that stuff. Where Taiwan as well? Taiwan, isn't it Tibet though that? Um, that they you're not allowed to recognize it as a state well it's taiwan too so they uh who was it john cena just recognized was that for taiwan as taiwan okay yeah. well what was about the thing about the the tibetan monk right it's the same thing it's okay. like it's it's like it's a it's almost like the elimination of their culture well that doctor strange movie right yes. the the one was supposed was in the comic books a tibetan monk and they weren't they Disney or Marvel, whatever, made the decision not to cast that character that way because the Chinese government essentially said, we're not going to play this movie if you do that. And it's interesting because I feel like a lot of movies end up being changed because there's there ends up being a Chinese version and an American version. For sure. And I, I'm fascinated. I want to see one just to see what it is. I think, I don't even know that they're doing like the different versions anymore. I think that they're just making one movie. And we're getting the same movie, but they tried to do that with, um, they tried to do that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with Tarantino, uh, because did you watch that? I haven't. So it's got Bruce, a, a Bruce Lee in it, and it kind of paints Bruce Lee as a dickhead. I mean, he's like okay. a little asshole in the movie. And uh, China said, if you don't fix fix this, we're not releasing this in our country. Tarantino said, go fuck yourself. I imagine that would be his response. He's one of the only directors who have ever done that. And guess what didn't guess what didn't get released in China? Once well, upon a time in Hollywood. Well, and the the, the factory he's got a lot of clout to his name too. If you don't have that, that kind of fuck you money. Yeah. Right? It, it becomes something that you can't even do. at that point in time though, it, it's not all his money, right? It's true. It's there's a billion people in China. Damn. That makes up a large segment of um, of all revenue. Like G, uh, global, would it be global GDP? Yeah, well, and it's just if you look at movies, how they, they always break it down. How did it break down worldwide? How did it break down domestically? So, mm -hmm. well, when they're uh, that was one of the Fortune articles from a few years ago that I remember is when they're releasing new technologies, like new versions of phones, they get released in China first. Those are the first markets because there are three times as many people there. It's the first market that's getting new, the new, whatever the new thing is. It's going there first. I had something in my head and it went away. Horace Mann was the guy going back to education, um, overhauled the state's public education system. Horace Mann, and this was way before Roosevelt, it was 1837. But they did something along that lines where they went over and um, like 
some Slavic countries and learned how they did education, brought those back. It's fascinating because it leaves people behind. The current educational system? Yeah. What about yeah. No Child Left Behind? Yeah, what about it? <laughs> it's, it's nice. Thanks for all your thoughts. It's like, it's like sending somebody thoughts and prayers all the time. Mm. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Not going to actually do anything about it, but thoughts yeah. and prayers. Especially when it's a fucking, uh, when it's a, a comment on Facebook. Thoughts and prayers. Ugh, it's tough. It's tough to swallow. And really? It just, really? Did you, even, did you even take a moment for the prayer part? Or did you just take the time to write the thing? I mean, I listen to the, the, the Pat McAfee show a lot now because he entertains me, but it's always T's and P's. T's and P's. I'm like, you know what? If you're going to treat it like that, I appreciate the comedy. Like, you know what? T's and P's to him. You yeah. know, like, it's just like, all right. Let's just be honest about what this is. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say, but T's and P's, the <laughs> type of thing. I can, I can get down with that. There's a level of honesty to that that I'm like, I can appreciate this right now. Yeah. The, uh, I wish I could remember where I was going with the thought. I need to start bringing a notebook or something and writing stuff down as I think about it as you're saying something. I'm like, I had that. That was good. And now it's gone. Yeah, it'll come back. If it's that good, it'll come back. Yeah. You gotta be drinking that fucking yerba mate. If you were drinking <laughs> that yerba mate, you'd have had it. <laughs> Do you get paid how many times you say it? Is that how this works? I hope. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> get in with the, the yerba mate people. Oh. I don't know if there's a conglomerate or how you get involved with those, but. I, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. I think it's just tea, so I'm not sure that they have a face. Maybe I could be the, the brand face for the yerb. <laughs> get your yerb yet? Yerb dog. Uh, it's uh. Ben, speaking of which, that's blowing up out of con not out of control, but just it's the pace at which marijuana has increased, and its exposure is is kind of blowing me away. Mm. That uh, the, I, what I read the other day was that the what's that? It was a Mexican restaurant on the corner of the in Battle Creek. Off the well, where the mall's at. What did it used to be? Ruby Tuesdays. Don Pablo's. It used to be Don. Pa it's not a, Ruby Tuesdays. In Mexico. <laughs> Jesus <know>. Christ. Uh, <laughs> Don Pablo's is going to be a marijuana shop up there now, right on the corner. Oh. Well, uh, you know, Quincy right down here has two. Has two, yeah. Coldwater's got. I guess that's what's going in where family video was. Well, and, I, and where uh, my understanding is the where uh, AutoZone, that one is supposed to be one King too. King Dragon. Oh yeah, Super Grand Buffet. Super Grand Buffet, yeah. Yeah. So. Same. Yeah. Um, I also heard that that AutoZone that they put up by that. I don't by know, the bank there. Yeah, that's supposed to be one as well. I would be fascinated to see if they can. I don't know if that's considered a school zone. Oh. Um, because there is a. That's clo very close to where I work with youth offenders. Hmm. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Doing some work be, in there. Right. I don't. But I don't know what the zoning is. I don't know what it looks yeah. like. I, I'm not that. I know nothing. So, like I said, I have that friend that's 
I just saw him the other day. So, yeah, it's interesting that like the 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 whole marijuana thing is interesting because how long ago was it that this was a schedule one drug? Well, and it wasn't I, that long ago, was it? No, and I, it might still be just because federally it's not. Yeah, like I want to say sixteen, maybe, like in places like California. Yeah, well, and, and it's been probably Michigan. Well, Michigan, it was ten years ago. Was the the uh, medical law? Okay, it was ten years ago, I think, ten or eleven. So uh, before yeah. that, you could really yeah. get fucked. So. But you really could, and it's it's fascinating to me because my friend, uh, your friend and I were talking about it uh, while we were hiking this morning. Like for me, going from college to Colorado was going from ditch weed to the weed that we have now. Yeah. Right. And so it was fascinating to see. Like, I don't even think you can get ditch weed like that kind of swag yeah. anymore. And that used to be all that was available. You were smoking nettles at that point. Yeah. Time. And it just is, uh, that's the weird, that's one of the weird things about it is it's all getting so, and that might be that that's a good thing, but uh, I was listening, I was thinking about this too. I was listening to somebody else talk about it and thinking about it. Like the weed, even when I was younger, like that ditch weed, like you're talking about, you can't get weed like that anymore. It's either like knock you the fuck out weed or shoot you on a rocket ship to the center of the earth kind of weed. Those are your options now. You're either gonna get totally blasted or you're gonna become a pile of mashed potatoes. And I'm trying to look it up real fast, but uh, my friend puts up pictures of the packages he gets, Mm. right? And it always gives percentages and we're talking high 20s, low 30s percentages. That's the baseline now, it it seems like. And he, I'll have to look for it here in a minute. But yeah, that's exact like it's hard. Like when you have people from Purdue that are uh bioengineering bioengineering these things that are taking jobs in this industry over other ones you let it lets you know the type of money that is being poured into it right now what he told me because he's a a, a marijuana lawyer he goes unless you got a hundred hundred grand to give me right now don't bother yeah right you got a hundred grand cash that i can use to start moving like getting in on this stuff then you don't have enough money right right he goes there's uh, the amount of pro athletes and everybody getting into this and seeing it coming is starting to, you know, wildfire. It's the green gold. Yeah. It's the next gold rush. So. Um, it, that makes me think of, it, I mean, it was 11, maybe like 2008, 2009. There was a movie called, you remember the movie Savages? Yes. Did you ever see that? Where, are they, I forget, what is it? Who's uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively? Yes. She was in it, right? With mm-hmm. where she was like in a polyamorous relationship with two guys. Yeah. One was the like the chemist, the bio mm-hmm. engineer who like mixed and matched these strains, and then uh, they kidnapped her. And the other guy was the thug. And then they went up against the Mexican cartel because those were the only two people in the weed game back then was the Mexican cartel and then you could like try to build up your own operation but he was kind of like the outlaw or like 
he was out of the norm because he was coming with this like brain and all of this capability to mix these things together, but it was unheard of. It was crazy. And now this is the standard. Yeah. And that's the thing that him and I have talked about and I've heard him speak on it as well is that because people get like that don't understand they they start to get worried that it's going to be your neighbor is going to grow all this way. they can't yeah. they can't grow it to the level that these people are and then the standard of which it's tested and watching people have to burn batches because it doesn't meet quality standards is a, like so it is important to toe the line in everything that you're doing yeah so like it's not going to be your neighbor that's going to be all of a sudden some weed kingpin. It doesn't work like that. This is already if this is already happening, it's it's going it's corporate. Yeah. Well, I've got a guy um, who does some personal training who got into this business mm -hmm. as well around here, and uh, he goes out to Arizona. He goes out to Arizona to um, that's where their uh, where their grow facility is, and. He says they move a million dollars a day through one facility. I bet. They have 10. And I mean, it's, it's straight, it's large warehouses, armed guards. Mm -hmm. People, I, I think you're right on. People don't understand the size and scope of this thing. Like it's Brinks trucks transporting this. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's an industry yeah. now. It's not a side hustle. I mean, nobody's peddling nickel bags on the corner anymore. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Which is what put it. It it moved cartels from moving marijuana to increasing the amount of methamphetamine that they're moving. That's why you don't see meth labs busted around here anymore. Mm. It's saturated. Mm. They don't find the labs right because it's not a lab around here. It's cartel mm. methamphetamine. It's getting. Um What's that called? Not a donkey. Camelden? What are they? Yeah, something like that. What do they call it when you smuggle drugs? What are you? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, there's a word that's escaping me for some reason. It's not a cattle. It's not camp something. But yes. either way, yeah, it's it's being brought in that mule. way. Mule. You're a drug mule. There Jeez Louise. I got donkey, but I couldn't get fucking mule. Mm. So they, uh, that's, that's because now it's, like I said, it's corporate. Yeah. Right. And let's be real. So are the cartels. Yeah. So that's, uh, said El Chapo's wife pleaded guilty this last week. It was interesting. Yeah. I know nothing about that. Yeah. So, but. I'll be interested to see what it looks like in five more years. Like he talks, like uh, my buddy talks about it. He goes, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets down to six corporations eventually, right? Oh, kind of like, uh, like, like, like soda. Like everything else. Yeah. Well, there's, if you, did you ever see that graph that shows all of the, it's like six conglomerate or six corporations that own everything? Yeah, it is kind of like, I think I saw the kind of breakdown for radio. Oh no, this is everything. Everything. Yeah, it's like Procter and Gamble are one and they own all of these companies and all of these sectors. Mm -hmm. It's like six. That's it. There are six companies that own 
everything. But yeah, that's that's his. He goes, it's gonna get down to that eventually. There's too much. He goes, there's too much money in it to not. And his whole idea was, you know, you start doing this, and right now he's working with municipalities. He's working with people. I think he took a new job, but I, he didn't really. There uh, are 11, 11, 11 companies that own everything. Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, Unilever, PepsiCo, Kellogg, Mars, General Mills, Monzella, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft, Heinz, and Nestle. And there's like a, a wheel graph with this picture and you can just see all of the companies that they own. It's crazy, like Mars owns shit, like has absolutely nothing to do with food. Like Mars candy bars, they have a lot of like candy companies, but they also own Imes dog food. Um, it's crazy to see some of these. Like Nestle owns Gerber, like baby food, they got that fucking market on lockdown. They got all of the foods. It's crazy. They, so there's that. So there's that. Yeah. Right. And they're eventually going to get into this because it's, yeah, that's the thing, right? That's what, that's the next, that's the next thing where there's money, where there's gas, there's fire. Yeah. Or where yeah, so where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but that's the thing with uh, everybody's trying to get a piece of it. But one of the things that I am interested by over the next five years is uh, pharmadelics. The microdosing type of stuff? Well, just um, any, like, uh, any of those psychedelics that are now under the same, they come under the same thing, right? You're not getting them off of the street. They're not, it's not this, you don't know what it is. It's created in a lab delivered by Johnson and Johnson mm -hmm. for the treatment of PTSD and it's psilocybin. They're doing a lot of that now. Like, yes. Because we're in this like weird cultural revolution where there's been this destigmatization of drugs, especially psychedelics lately and i think that this yeah 28.23 percent thc that's like i'd lose my fucking mind kind of stuff yeah i don't want anything to do with that <laughs> there's a comedian named joey diaz who talks about um he calls them they've got gummies and they, they like so apparently the way that you gummies when you ingest gummies it's different than smoking because in your gut, what actually happens when you break this down is it produces a psychedelic compound from eating, from the consumption of marijuana. In the gut. So, um, but he, Joey Diaz has what are called stars of death. They're a thousand milligrams. Heart pass. Yeah. <laughs> and he gave, he would like, he, he, Tom Segura talked about, it. he gave him a little piece of it once, maybe like 250. And they're sitting on the runway, getting ready to fly to Australia. And he starts having a panic attack. He's like, I need to get off this fucking plane. I need to get off of it right now. And they finally get up in the air and he's fine. And he looked at Joey and he's like, dude, he had a thousand. He's like, how are you doing this? How are you okay with this right now? He's like, do you not freak out? And Diaz goes, man, I've already had three panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stories about Joey Diaz are probably my favorite because he's known for dosing people and just 
Some people like that feeling. Like they, that's what they chase is yeah. that panic attack feeling. They'll never know. Oh, I got you one of these. Oh, did you? It's got CBD in it. Does it? There you I go. Like the party. <laughs> so I like the party. <laughs> My name's Rod, and I like the party. Well, the CBD. For the first time, I heard my father speak not in a negative light about marijuana the other day. Yeah. It was an interesting conversation. It took it very light, very slow. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be a debate. But he said that he taught, he has a, a copious amounts of arthritis throughout his body from working on a factory floor his entire life. Still working. I think he's got about five more years is what he has left. And he said maybe at the end of it he might consider taking gummies. He said his friend takes the friend the, the one of his buddies that he golfs with takes buddy uh, takes gummies and it helps out with tolerating his arthritis. And the thing that I wanted to say that I didn't say was, I've been telling you this since I was fucking twenty. <laughs> like. <laughs> But no, I didn't take that victory lap. I did not. Well, I wanted to. Some of them got let go, though. But I enjoy a good victory lap, especially over my dad. Right. He just wasn't ready to hear it. No, and I wasn't trying to scare him off either. Because the thing is, is he'll hold on to that for five more years and then not do it. Because yeah. Because I, I did that. Because he's fucking classic and yeah. just going to hold on to that grudge forever. Not do something that would actually help him feel better just because that one time you made that comment. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So great dude. Very funny. Incredibly stubborn. Yeah. So uh, I I enjoy him immensely, but damn it if he doesn't just remember shit like that. So And there's it has to be a right right time for people too. It is, and I think, well, the thing is, and all what uh, Autumn and I talk about with myself, now I don't, at this point, I don't know when I'll start or what it'll look like, right? I've got too much things, too many things changing right now. With the idea of peeing in a cup is not my idea of a good time if I had, so even if I did something yeah. 90 days ago, I'm still not okay with it, right? right? But what is eating something, because I, I wouldn't smoke. Right, I don't want to smoke. It's not the habit I want. Yeah. Right, and I know, and I've tried it in the past. Smoking is a thing that becomes habitual for me when I don't even want to really do it. That's what I decide mm. I wanted to do. Right. So, is eating something that might take some of the edge off of the surgeries and everything that I've had better than shoveling ibuprofen into my body? I yep. would say yeah. For sure. Right? So, but... Yeah, well, if you're talking about damage to things like livers and liver and kidneys, mm -hmm. it's far less. Like it, exactly. So I think that, like, that's the, the, the kind of thing that he was getting at and, I, and I kind of bit, like, scratching at a little bit just to see where my head was. I said, hey, you can see that, that he's, he's not... He's fine, your buddy. Like, he's... Right. Right. It's just taking time. It's it's all getting normalized. Well, and for him, I think he had a couple experiences when he goes, all I did was eat. I go, that was also in the 70s. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Right. This is different. 
Yeah. Right. I just showed you that other picture that I found, and it was 36.37% THC. Yeah. That is fucking outrageous. And about this guy that has an insane amount of tolerance and has been a part of the medical marijuana since its inception in Michigan. So That's on a rocket ship to the fucking asteroid belt is yeah. what that is. I don't even know. Like You know, and let's be real. The asteroid belt does not get as much play as it should. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forget that it didn't exist until you like, oh, holy shit. Like right. a lot of people do. Like a lot of people do. But no, it is. It is it's a launching pad for somewhere that I haven't been. That It, it makes me wonder what it would be. I it, don't even know that if it, it's like, it, it's a weed high that I would have a frame of reference for. I don't think I do either, right? I think you're touching on some psychedelic phases of things there. Well, one of the... Um, one of the things that, all right, so here's like, here's the other side of this, right? Is the people acting like there are no side effects to this stuff, none whatsoever, which is, it's just, it's, it's inaccurate, right? They're just, it's the, it's like, well, drinking isn't bad as long as you do it in moderation. Well, my level of moderation before Right, would have, you know, like it's just, it's still, it's still got its issues, even if you do it in moderation. Absolutely. Just like weed has its issues too. Like the fact that some people have schizophrenic breaks. Yes, that's a thing. That is a real thing, real studied thing. And it just doesn't do anybody any good to act like that is not a piece of it. Well, and I think that becomes the advocacy for understanding brain development and... Well, it's biodiversity. Why, and why you shouldn't be... Like, a 16-year-old needs to have a... But trying to tell a 16-year-old not to smoke marijuana when everybody around him smoking marijuana is like trying to tell me not to drink Yeah. everybody else around me was drinking. Well, I mean, if you take 7 billion people, some percentage of that are going to have a different reaction or an mm-hmm. adverse reaction to anything. Yeah. I mean, look at the Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine. What was it like? Six people got blood clots out of uh, half of a, what, a couple hundred thousand? Right. And they're like, ah, we got to pull it. Okay. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right. The same people die from uh, hyperhidrosis, drinking too much water. Yeah, swelling. Well, and it's the same thing as listing side effects at the end of medications on commercials. Everybody's like, well, why can't, if I could get that, why wouldn't I take it? Because it happens a percentage of a time that is so incredibly low that the FDA has deemed it okay for this medic that the benefits outweigh the risk. Yeah. So, but they have to list it because it happened. And if you don't, then you're negligent. I think some of that stuff is so fucking out there. Restless leg syndrome is one of them. I have, I have a personal beef with restless leg syndrome. I think it's bullshit. I don't, only because I've seen it with the psych meds. That's the old school psych meds. That's not the same thing. That's a, that is a reaction to medication. What I'm talking about is the people who like, do your legs keep you up at night? Okay, now I understand what you're saying. The shit that you get a prescription for. Yeah. I really, I think that 
every human being has like, they need to expel energy during the day. Like we, we're, we're wired to run hunt, like miles every day. We're to hunt, to be outside, to, ex, to, to spend calories. We are thousands of years using our bodies physically. And it's only in the last few decades where it became normalized to sit for more hours of a day than you worked or were on your feet or used energy. And now all of a sudden, like somebody has years of all of this energy that's just pent up because they're, they're sitting at work, they're sitting in their car to drive home, they're sitting in front of the TV, they're sitting at the dinner table, they're laying down, they're never getting it out. And their legs just go, I need to move. That's restless leg syndrome. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from now. Because I, I had, like I said, the only, the only issue I had with that was like, yeah, psych meds. That's a side effect of medication. <laughs> like those, those old school ones are fun. Yeah, that's not the same thing. But yeah, no, getting. You said, if you know this, there's a difference in the way you sleep when you've exercised versus the difference in, like, versus when you don't. Just everything. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference in your mood. There's a difference in like your tolerance for other human beings' bullshit. Well, my boot band tells me that I'm a piece of shit some days. So I'm, I'm like, you didn't do this, and then you slept the whole fuck time. You still didn't get to recovery. Yeah. So. So that's where it's interesting data, and I like my whoop. One of the best pieces of data I've gotten from my whoop is alcohol and how it affects my recovery. Holy shit, that's a different one. That, that does not make me feel good about drinking at all. I can only no. imagine. And it's only like one or two beers when I do it. But I have like now three months or whatever of backlogged uh, monthly reports. And in the last three months, I have drank alcohol on 15 occasions. Out of 90 days, I had one or two beers, maybe one or two drinks. I think only one time I might've had more than two. And my recovery on average is down over 40% the next day. Yeah, that, uh, the heart rate thing. Just... Heart rate variability. Heart rate variability. Oh. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me to watch how that variability decreases so much. And I was explaining it to my buddy today because he was asking about the band. I said, well, the thing is, is, and the thing that I need the most is to understand the level of strength yeah. for me and how much strenuous activity I've done on my body and how, and we were talking about, he goes, what would that have looked like when you were drinking and powerlifting? I said, I probably had zero fucking recovery and was walking in there. Yeah, the right. recovery of two. Yeah, and I'm walking in there and throwing on four plates, you know? Let's do this today, right? Because I'm a man, and well, I lift heavy things. What I've noticed is even classes, not often, but a couple of days a week, if we're only lifting, if I'm only lifting, I don't. it doesn't even register as activity if I'm just doing strength training. I, for me, I need to be doing cardio, and it needs to be longer than 10 minutes. Today, it registered it for me. Right, I just had to label it. It was it was hiking, and I did it for it lasted an hour, right, and it ended up being like ten point two for me. 
Like it was that's yeah. And I'm looking. That's at, pretty good. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at like for a reasonable day. Like 14 was like a max out for me today. Yeah. And so like having those gauges for me at this point in my life is important because all I'm ever trying to do is not get hurt. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that we laughed about this morning, because he's seen me fall down. Like I said, 96% of my life is centered around staying on my feet and not having to fall down. Because I'm top heavy. That shit hurts. I'm not trying to do it. And you I'll go down like, today? No, but oh. I came close. And that that's what came up with the conversation. And I'm like, I'm, nope, nope. Because I'll just lay here for a while. Like I'm not, because it doesn't feel good to fall down. Like I don't do grace. It yeah, doesn't roll. happen. Yeah, tuck and roll. Yeah, and for me, like, it's just this whole thing. Like, I don't stick out my arms because I'm not an idiot because I that just doesn't work for me either. Good call. I'm not catching myself. I just land on my shoulder, and I eat shit, and I sit there. And I'm just, you want help up? No, I'm just embarrassed. Fuck you. Get away from me. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> just walk. Just go. I'll catch up. I'll catch up. I had that happen a couple times in Colorado when I lost, like... I was out there for two weeks and we went up to 12,000 feet, 12,500 feet. For the... uh, Why why the fuck would we do that? I don't know, right? Because I'm a man, though, so I'm going to come with you guys. And there were... What did you hike from to? You went from what to 12,500? Probably 10. Okay. 9,500, you know, somewhere around there. And we were hiking the pass, the Berthoud Pass, and it was just... I got up and I was like, fuck me. Like, and this is like coming off of college baseball too. I'm like, what is happening to me right now? And I told him, I go, just go ahead. You sure? Yeah, I'll follow the trail. And they beat me by a half hour mm. up to the top. And I'm okay with that. I don't want you to wait for me because I'm not ready for this. Yeah. This level of uh, thinness of air and whatnot but i tell you what i went from because it was i was post-college baseball and just getting into lifting so i was lifting really i had gained a ton of weight after baseball was starting to really get into some heavy lifting and then i moved to colorado so i was like 310 when i moved to colorado left there at 260. all right in an unhealthy lifestyle out there yeah just party 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 but the thin air and the increased metabolism my body has to work harder yeah right Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Drop me down to 260. Maybe that's the secret. Yeah, no, I've got to move again. Elevation. <laughs> Can't be around all this flatness. Exactly. The sea level stuff is killing me. It's not It's not anything I'm doing. It's just where I live. Yeah. <laughs> it's your favorite. There you go. There's another yeah. excuse for These you. are not the personal choices that I'm making. It's the sea level. You have to do your fucking uh, like twenty three and me or your uh, your ancestry dot com to see where you're. Do you know that? Do you know your lineage? Yeah. Do you? Yep. Yeah, I've done it. How far back can you go? With my mother's side, I have gotten back to fifteen hundreds. What? Cause Is it accurate? I believe so. What? I have no reason to believe because I did the research and it was because they were some of the first like the like it's Massachusetts 1500s mm-hmm. not Europe 1500s 
Mm. Right. So that's one of the first people to come through, you know, sets of people. Yeah. And then when did the pilgrims land? I'd have to check. You were like the first people. Your people your people were the first. You came over on the Mayflower. Well and I have it all I actually have it so I can bring it up. Like on an ancestry? did you do ancestry? I did. See, even going through that, I like I get to a point where I'm like, all right, maybe. So I just start to click, like yes, and now you're into something you don't even. I don't even fucking know if it's right. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I mean, that shares a name. It's uh, now it's. So you can go back 500 years on one side. That's pretty good. It, it was it was decent because it's uh. Where is your, uh, like when you did your, did you do your blood test? Mm-hmm. I did uh, saliva. Where's that from? So. Where, where, it, where are you from? Where you hail from? And I wish, I, I got a new phone and everything signed out and I got a, this is one thing I haven't signed back into yet. So it is 65% like Western European and by Western European it really centers around uh, England. Mm. England. Now, yeah, and then like 24 uh, percent the math might not add up so fucking forgive me if you're calculating it fuck you all right so and like 20 something percent scott scottish mm. up in there and i know where that side comes from um because we still have a, we have a rifle from when he came over oh and then 14 percent european jewish and that's from my grandma's uh father's side Hmm. They came from Blackburn, England, and before that, Russia and um, Palestine. So, but the, the 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 weird thing is, is about I can get about four generations back on my grandmother's father's side, and then the information disappears. Ooh. Because. And I have only one explanation in my head that I can come up with if you think about all the wars that have been fought, well, oh, yeah. fought in Israel-Palestine. Probably not a lot of information left. Yeah. You're trying to Fair eliminate point. people, right? You take care of their history, too. Mm. So, Fair point. So I imagine that's where that kind of gets lost. In your whole bloodline. Yeah, pretty much. You erase the memory. Yeah. So, some uh, Thanos shit. There you go. But no, it's... Uh, that's so yeah a lot of it is english Mm. scottish that kind of island type of thing and then if you go back further on certain parts you can get back to switzerland um and some eastern Bloc countries so even further and they kind of made their way west and west 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 and then over Mm. so then they hit the water and they're like where do we go? Well, and they all they seem to all really kind of get into Massachusetts, then to Ohio, and then Chicago, Southwest Michigan. Hmm. It's weird the 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 journey. Seventh, have a document on my ancestry thing. Seventh cousin to John Quincy Adams. Yeah, that's the famous one. Everybody has one somewhere. Yeah. That's that's my one. So no, like, royalty, just seventh cousin to John Quincy Adams. President. Yeah. I mean, he got an HBO, like, miniseries. He's doing something good. So it was, uh, 
and it was like, it comes from like the like somebody has sent in information to the John Quincy Adams Foundation or whatever, yeah. and then they sent it back. It's not exactly this, but this is what we found it to be. That's the interesting thing about that whole setup is it's like crowdsourcing information now. Very much so, and it's like copying and pasting almost a little bit. But yeah. you had if you got to look at it a little bit deeper, but it was. My grandmother had said for our entire lives that we were related to John Quincy Adams in some capacity. Yeah. And, like, you always just take it as, like, yeah, okay, girl, whatever you say. Then you should get a John Quincy Adams tattoo. You gotta keep it alive. <laughs> but when I showed it to my aunts, they go, one of them especially, she goes, holy shit, she wasn't fucking lying. <laughs> like, it's just... And she's passed. I wish she would have been around for when I found it. Yeah. But, so she could just like drop the thunder yeah, on the family. Fucking dropping mics everywhere. Like, <laughs> hey, fuckers, told you all now. She would have never said fuckers. I would have said four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's, uh, no, I, I enjoy that part to it. I even paid for it for a little bit. Mm. And that's why I'm more confident in some of the stuff that I found. Because I was able to access documents and, docu- oh. and all the things that came with it ledgers and things like that. Yeah, I paid for that for a few months so I can really get into it. Can you pay people to do that yes, for you still? Yes, there's a whole option on it for it, which that's I feel like route. would probably be the way to go. Yeah, I think that's my route. Like, I want you to take this back as far as you can. Well, and I think the whole thing for me is that I had time. Yeah. Right, it was COVID. We weren't having kids in the building. I was sitting at a computer getting my 40. Oh, yeah. So let, like, I have time, right? And a lot of it, I became an expert. I can grave index back too, uh, right? Because there's the great, there's American grave index. So there's a lot of just things that I could just go through that eventually, you know, you, you reach a a point where it stalls out. Yeah, and like the trail almost, goes cold. You almost need to go there to uh, figure it out. And I'm not there exactly. Not there yet. My international travel has not happened ever. I've never been outside the country. Mm, I've been to Canada. I've never even been to Canada. What? No, uh, the, uh, I don't have a passport. I need to get one. I don't have a passport either. But the the whole idea, during college you came up with this whole like mantra thing of it. Like, I want to see all of where I've lived. Right? And then uh, but yeah, we're, yeah, I've been at the end then for a while now, and it's just and fucking exactly. It's just fucking expensive to do it. Yeah. So we've been. I've been talking. I have a couple of friends that I uh, I've made through playing games and everything like that, and they're in England, and one of them has season tickets to Manchester United. That'd be something. I, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but I want to fucking go. Yeah, it's an experience, right? And then one of the other guy lives in Liverpool, which is where I wanted to watch the team play. Mm. Right? So it's uh, just kind of making those connections and then trying to, what's the cheapest way we can do this? Right. And then one of the things to save up for now is the 2026 World Cup because it's coming to Canada, United States, and Mexico. Oh. So that's, and, and I don't know if you've ever like watched other countries host yeah. the World Cup. It's a fucking riot. I've it's watched the World party. Cup. Yeah. It's a party. People come from everywhere. Even teams that didn't even make it have fans here. It gets wild. I want to see that. So, but we're about 
Have you done any of the testing, any of the saliva testing or anything like that? I did. Sent the first one in. The sample wasn't good, so I sent another one in. I haven't got the results yet. When's it coming back, you know? I don't know, four to six weeks, yeah. somewhere in there. So, and it updates every year. Mm. That was the cool thing is that I had, like I started off with like 84% Western European. And that's gone down hmm. as it's as the science gets better and as more people start to get in there, you start to realize where some of it, like, I, that's my assumption of how the science works. Like, I probably could butcher it, but I, this is my... It is now. This is this is the podcast I'm on, not them. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sorry, your own fucking podcast. <laughs> you want to correct me, do that. Um, they, so I imagine that that's how they narrow it down. And, like, my... The European Jewish started off at, like, 7%, and, not, and I was like, that's kind of confusing considering how close that the relative is yeah and then it's slowly climbed year after year after year what if so. it gets to a point where that's the majority so i'd be like uh oh, this seems a little fishy yeah it could be but it, it would also like i don't think it will because it's going to top out somewhere because it's just that one branch yeah and they came from england and they were chicago the jewish people and then I don't know how he. I don't know how he made it from Chicago to Sturgis, but uh, I do. <laughs> um, U.S. Twelve. U.S. Twelve. Well, and there's Grand Rapids Furniture Rundown too. U.S. Twelve used to be. That was kind of like the whole thing with Sturgis, right? Sturgis or was the halfway point between Chicago and Detroit mm -hmm. when they were uh, when the mafia was running drugs back and forth. That was Sturgis's thing, but you could take twelve all the way. You can't too. You're right. Now that I think of it, yeah. And that was because they didn't have the uh, they didn't have '94 anything back right. then. But yeah, they. So it's so he made it over here somehow, and it just is. Uh, I don't know. My grandma wasn't practicing. Yeah. And she wasn't a practicing person, so practicing Judaism. Judaism, and so. I'd like to see you with those. What are the? the yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Hasidic Jews have. Yep. They're not dreidels. That's the thing that you spin. Doilies? Yeah. Doilies? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I think a doily is a napkin. I don't know. But yeah, they got the little like curlies coming down right. the side of their yarmulkes. No, I find it fascinating. I think though. you'd look good with that. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull it off. I need the hat. Yeah, it's called the yarmulke. No, no, no. The actual the. the oh hat. yeah, the yeah, brimmed yeah, hat. Yeah. yeah, the flat brim. Yeah. yeah. So, but. I find it fascinating. Like I said, I get really roped into it maybe once or twice a year, mm -hmm. right? And then ride it until I'm over it and then come back to it because it can be time, it, yeah, it can yeah. be extensive how much time you end up spending on it. And then it's like, that's probably, like I probably should do something. Yeah. So. So go back about 500 years. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'd say most people, even like who have like a reasonable base can maybe go back two or three. Mm -hmm. So, with that piece of information in mind, what are the odds that 10,000 years ago we crash landed on this planet and were the aliens? This has been consuming me, not <laughs> like some mental real estate lately. Cause Think about all of these things. All right, so uh, you know now they have that lidar, right? That yeah. uh, that that goes through the canopies in uh, in the rainforest. 
and they can see these complex grid systems on the, on the jungle floor, which knows that there used to be houses there, there were structures, civilizations were mm -hmm. there. Even looking back at like the Egyptians, like uh, the, the way that the pyramids were built, there's separations of time periods based on the construction that they're noticing. Think about the Sphinx. So there's that, uh, have you ever heard about like the, the erosion patterns from water, from rain on the Sphinx? Yeah. They're over, the patterns in, the way that those patterns had formed indicates that it had to be during a time when that area had heavy rainfall. That area hasn't had heavy rainfall except 10, between 10 and 12,000 years ago. The Egyptians as we know them did not build that if it's 10 and 12,000 years old. So most people can take themselves back two, 300 years. What are the odds that we crash landed here 10,000 years ago and that piece just didn't get passed on? It's gotta be as good as anything else. Yeah. Also, what are the odds like, that we've reached that, uh, that, that, that moment? It's, uh, what is it? Is it the Young Dryer maybe? Where we've been here before as a civilization. What, truly, what are the odds we've been in this position before? Where we had nuclear capabilities, where and something wiped us out. There was an extinction level event. Whether it was maybe when dinosaurs around, we were fucking riding them, and then the asteroid hit or the comet hit, and that wiped everything out, except for these small pockets of people. And what are the odds that that has happened multiple times? Oh, what is how many? There's been five, five real like documented extinction level events. Yeah, the extinction level events in history, right? That's Doctor, what are the odds that we had nuke? We we like technologically everything. We got to this exact same point before, and we wiped ourselves out. I'm talking ten thousand, five thousand years. Well, ago. and I think it's, it's I think it's important for people to consider like like the, the the amount of time that we spend here isn't even close to. I think when I watched the the new version of uh, the Cosmos when Neil deGrasse Tyson was going over like the cosmic calendar of things that put it into perspective to me of like how how small of a segment this is point zero zero four percent is how long human beings as we know them have been existence in compared to the universe so i'm going to like put it out of my head that this is a possibility that over the course of the entire time of the planet that it is there that we have been in existence before Right, because the, those extinction level events eliminate everything. Yeah. Everything. And those are only the five that we think we know about. Right. What are the odds that there are more? Gotta be reasonable. Even within certain areas. Well, what if it was just like, if it wasn't something that left a, like a signature, like how, like when a, an asteroid hits, it leaves that nuclear glass. Are you talking about like a disease or anything yeah. like that? Like a, like a ramped up version of the Black Plague that truly took huge swaths of the population out. And we were this technologically advanced, or like we had gotten to this point where we're getting ready to like launch into space, whatever. And then we just fucking reset. The reset button gets hit. Or maybe the super intelligent beings that live out there and the, they, they were like, yeah, I don't think so. Monkeys who learned how to play with fire, start over. There's a movie that talks about that, about how we're just a farming colony for other, for more high, heightened beings. 
It's a really shitty movie. I'm not even gonna mention that I watched it, but it's just. You already mentioned it. What is it called? It's called Jupiter Ascending. Oh. Right. And it's super terrible. But the premise, I liked a little bit of it. Like that was a book, though, right? I think so. Yeah. And it's just, but it was just the idea that the Earth is a, uh, and the, 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 some form of what we create in flesh and blood becomes something that keeps people young. Mm. Um, we just gotta drink baby blood. <laughs> Isn't that the key? Babies, puppies. Puppies, yeah, yeah. Like that. anything young. Yeah, yeah. Fawns, Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this kick off from? When did it start taking real estate away from you in your head? Uh, a while ago. This, it's that whole uh, the the Death Valley experience was one of them, right? The whole we don't belong here. Yeah. And it was like, what are the fucking odds that we're the aliens? Well, and I think one of the fascinating things, especially as these, these pictures start, start to come to light a little bit more, yeah. especially recently, like how are the only pictures that we have the ones that look like they're from the 19th That was a good cameras. counterpoint. The good ca- That's a good counterpoint, right? Everybody's walking around with the best cameras that we've ever had, like and we hard, can't get a good video. Well, and it's hard for me to think that something that it costs 27 or $30 million a plane doesn't have anything but that shit-ass camera on it. Yeah. But, you Not know, that, I, that, there's that, what are that, 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 it, he was, he wrote a book, which is why I'm like, I'm hesitant to believe that he's legit. The guy who wrote the book that was the head of the Israeli uh, defense force who said that there is a galactic federation and we are a part of it. He was a high level ranking like Israeli official. The reason that I'm like, eh, this guy's probably full of shit is because he wrote a book. Yeah. But he said Trump knows about it. He's like, Trump knows we're part of the Galactic Federation. Trump knows. It's so fascinating to think about, and it's really hard to wrap my head around. But if it came to light that it was, I don't exactly think that it would surprise me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be surprised. I don't think that we are... I think that if the if there is something out there smarter, they're, they're watching us. Like, people are like, well, why wouldn't they make contact? Because you, that's why. <laughs> because we're fucking, we're, like, we're just idiots. We're monkeys with rocks, and we've learned how to use tools, and we have guns, and... I find it... When I start thinking about that, if, you, if something did make contact, right? Like, legitimate, intelligent contact. What does that do to some of our structures that we have? Societal structures. Yeah. Right. That, that used that, to be the fear, right? right? I don't know that it would affect... I don't know how much it affects right now, but what does... Like, does that give non-believers the, the ability to go, Ha! Told you! Yeah, that religion, that'd be an interesting <laughs> one to combat, right? Yeah. Or is that something that's considered God and this is what it was written about? Mm. I don't know. I don't. It's just I, I. I get into those kind of things in my head, and they get swimming around. And I'm like, God, I need to go take a shower. <laughs> Feel dirty. It's just not even. Just like, God, I'm. Why am I sweating? <laughs> and then my I was kid, watching cops. Yeah. You know, kid comes and throws a ball at me, hits me in the balls, brings me back to reality. That happened today. It's nice. 
Uh, so there are very, very few things that can bring you into the present moment, like getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, it usually comes in with a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a, had a moment this morning where I dropped an MF for it out, Bigby. Yeah. I felt bad afterwards, but like in the inside? No, in the drive-through, because it's, God. Bougie, right? I was getting my, I was getting my ice drink. Ah, yeah. Right, and they gave it to me hot, and my friend started to pull away. I go, I asked for this ice, motherfucker. <laughs> like, and it was like, there was no, like, it was like as it was coming out, you're reaching for the words to come back. Like, it's not that big of a deal, Dylan. It's not. <laughs> you say that to your friend, not to the like the, the. The door was closing, so it was open. I don't know if he heard it. Like, but we just kept, he goes, I'm just going to keep driving. I go, please do. Because that's embarrassing. I don't even want this drink now. What the fuck? Who are you? Uh, Who are you? That is, that is an awesomely inappropriate reaction. Yeah, it was really outlandish. And like, he goes, what is your deal? I go, I don't know. Just let, forget that that happened. I wanted it cold. That's what. He goes, are you going to drink it? I said, yeah, we're going to fucking drink it. And I'm sorry that I said motherfucker to that guy. And I don't know what to do right now. Because it's fucking stupid. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to do. Exactly. Let's just go walk and sweat and get this out of me. Whatever that just was. Where'd you hike today? Went to the same place you did. Oh. So I uh, just did the two mile one instead of the four. Yeah. So because by the end. It was pretty the, close. It was like 30 minutes, 35 minute drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think from my house it's 45. So from town probably 35. So yeah, it's uh, to get into Northwest Ohio of all places. It was interesting. To me. Yeah. That's the best one that you found around here? That's the one that I like the most. Oh. Personally, just the water part is, is important to me when I do stuff. Uh, the, the amount of lakes and kind of, I'll tell you what, it was loud there today. Loud, um, it's either frogs or cicadas, I don't know. Oh. It was really loud. I heard that too when I was there. And um, it was it was up in the, yeah, uh, like north, west corner yep i thought it was some sort of machine Mm -mm. like a pump that was just on because it was very loud i don't i i I don't think it is but maybe but i i don't know my my the assumption was that it was uh frogs cicadas Mm. things like that well the thing the thing that i found fun about out there was um little chipmunks were running through like the the shaded areas just how big those small things can sound yes sounds like it's a, a deer yeah no I, I, my buddy today goes what the fuck i go that's probably a small animal just fucking with us right it's now a chipmunk yeah just squirreling around back there yeah and so but no it was i mean like i said i enjoy i don't know why it probably had, like i said i think it has to do with the water and that it was well maintained and yeah that it wasn't like so, but there's some other ones that I really enjoy too. So, it, but this one, I did it, it, it kind of stuck with me. So I don't mind going back there. But I have some ones that I have uh, not completed yet. Oh. So on my that I have saved on that app. And the all shout out to the All Trails app. Absolutely, it, it makes it so much more convenient to find things. Yeah, that's what I used the entire time that I would stop in national parks. So I just what are the top one, two, or three? Mm-hmm. That, those were the only ones that I would hit. So, and like I said, it's, for me now it's getting out a little bit further. Like everything's kind of an hour away. 
yeah. and stuff like that. So this is not a. There's not a lot in this. Well, like, and it's not even prime season for it. For real, like I prefer it to be a little cool. Yeah. Right. This, like, we got into about ten o'clock, ten thirty. I'm like, fuck this place right now. Like I am so hot. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know me very well, I sweat a lot. Not just a little bit, but a fucking lot. Like half my shirt was drenched after an hour walk. Well, it's really thickly wooded too, so yeah. it's not like it's getting a ton of breeze through there. And not there wasn't any breeze out today anyway. No. But it's not getting a ton of air moving through there either. No. And so and like I'm talking the whole time too. We were having a conversation, so borderline winded at this point we're going up and down these little hills right and yeah it just was I probably need another shower yeah so probably but it's the weekend so why do two yeah so in the whole weekend yeah. you don't need more than one it used to be my sister's mantra is uh it's the weekend it doesn't count that's not that was, accurate. No, it was all for like... Definitely counts on the weekend. Decisions that we would make on the weekend. Yeah, it's I understand. Weekend. Like it started like 7 p.m. on Friday after and then till like Sunday at midnight. It's the weekend. It doesn't count. Yep. Like, well, I was there. It counted. Yeah. Weekend <laughs> calories don't count. No. Everybody so. knows that. <laughs> we went um, We went two weeks, uh, two or three weeks ago now to Miami. We yeah. didn't talk about that the last time. No, no, no. I, no so I, I don't think we did. We had the last one that we filmed was before we went there. Right. So we went to Miami for about nine days, I think. Why Miami? Tell me. Because I wanted to. I'd never been. I like it. That was about it. Never been there. Wanted to. Thought it was going to be like, you know how you get like this this creation in your imagination mm -hmm. like what this thing is going to be everything south beach yeah it wasn't that <laughs> not at all <laughs> what was it then um it was a six out of ten okay that was that was the number yeah we it, the places that we stayed were fine we did the airbnb thing that was fine um lost my phone on like the first day Awesome. Yeah, so day what left it in an Uber. We we got it. I didn't, I didn't sleep it all the night before because we were up at like 2 a.m. to fly, obviously, right? So we had to drive to Indianapolis, fly out at like 7. We get there at like 8 or 9, and it's already hot as balls because it's Miami. We can't check into our room till like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. We got like a 50-pound backpack just humping it around this little area of Miami. Um, ended up getting an Uber, wasn't paying attention, got out. I would say 65% of the Uber drivers in Miami, let alone the people in Miami, don't speak a lick of English. Yeah. Not a lick. I think. Not a bit. So the Uber driver that we had, Raul, just so happened to not speak English. Not, not a problem until it was a problem where I left my phone in his car. Uh, ended up, it took about a day and a half, but I ended up getting a hold of Uber got the guy's phone number, called him three times. He sent me to voicemail, sent him a text message, didn't answer. I got a hold of Uber, they got a hold of him, didn't answer. So you wanna know how we got this back? Yeah. Yeah. I had Google, find, with my Google account, it has a where's my device. The night before, stayed in one spot. The next night, noticed it was in the exact same spot. 
use the Google My Maps to see where about this address might be so we could have somebody drop us off. I had his make and model and uh, license plate number. Showed up at 7 a.m. at this guy's house. Knocked on the door. Raul, Cody, phone. Walked me out to his car, took it out of his center console, handed it to me, started to like, 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 see ya. Top went down. That's my. That's one of my Miami stories. When I go to places like this, so when I go to bigger cities, yeah, right, and I have this preconceived notion about what I'm going to do and what it's going to be like, I have found that I need to know somebody who's been there or lives there. Yeah. If you don't have that, then it's hard to find what you do. Well, we didn't have like a the other part that it could have been better. We didn't really have a plan. It was just like hang kind of a deal. We did some fun things. Um, we did go to like a sciencey museum, and then we went to a museum of modern contemporary art. Okay. You know what I learned about modern contemporary art? Doesn't make any fucking sense. I do not like modern contemporary <laughs> art. <laughs> Not one bit. It's interesting. It there there was some like funny. I mean, there were some like decent pieces. There was a really cool. There was three separate pieces of Dante's Inferno. So there was Inferno, uh, Purgatory, and Paradise, uh -huh. and it was very detailed. And it was it was probably 10, 11, 12 feet tall by eight feet wide. Each one of these, and it had all like for the per or for. Uh, Inferno it had the nine layers of hell and it had all this text and there was a big like very descriptive um, paintings Those were cool. It was the only thing I really enjoyed. I mean then it was just like I, I guess I don't understand art take out the I guess I don't understand art There's like this big and it's just shapes right and there's just this this girl just sitting on a bench staring at it 20 20 minutes and the only reason I know it was 20 minutes because we walked in, looked at like one exhibit, walked back out, took us about 20 minutes to do that, and she's still just sitting there staring at shapes. Just, I don't understand that. What are you looking for? It didn't move. You're trying to cultivate a meaning from it. It's just not my style of art. You just ain't cultured. I ain't cultured, I guess. <laughs> we did just that. Ignorant. We, uh,. We went to the Miami Improv and saw Nate Bargetti. He's on uh, he's on Netflix. Okay. He's a clean comedian. Doesn't curse at all. Like uh, he has a joke in there that um, he's like, when I was growing up, we weren't even allowed to say it. it sucks. He's like, I was I was 32 years old and I heard my little sister for the first time in front of my parents say this sucks, and I looked at her like the nerve. Like what are you doing? In front of our parents, and then all of a sudden, not too. She's like, he's a bad. She's a bad influence on my parents. And not too long after, I heard my mom go, "This sucks." I had to sit them all down and be like, "What are we doing here?" That's that kind intense. of. Intense, yeah. But it was. He was very funny. Hi. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, we did that, and then the last day, we had basically eight-ish hours to kill, from the time that we had to check out of our room to fly. No. We drank like the first two days. That was it. So day two, we went to this club down uh, in like downtown Miami called Eleven. 
And the clubs in my, this club, the only reason I, we wanted to go there was because it's like number four in the world. So it's basically a strip club. That's also a club club. Okay. Um, but there's like a, there's a stage in the middle and like every couple hours they'll have like a feature. So there was a guy and a girl on like those like Cirque du Soleil, like doing a show in the middle. And then there was a small person like hanging from his neck on ropes and spinning around or hanging from his neck on chains and like spinning around. And there was all different kind of like features that would circle in through there. Um, and it was one of those, it doesn't, sh it doesn't close. Okay. Like they, they closed down for an hour at 11 AM kind of a scene. We asked the bartender, one of the bartenders there, how much do you guys make on a night like tonight? She said it was Sunday night. On a night like tonight, we'll pull in about $400,000 in tips. <laughs> in tips. <laughs> you could get a table there for $5,000 for a shitty table. That was where it started. Table started at five grand. That's so ridiculous. It's like money that I don't have any context for. No, it's hard to, like I can't base any thought of that on reality in my life. No. Um, like uh, two vodka Red Bulls, $55. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Well, to get in, it was almost 200 bucks for me and Amanda just to get in on a Sunday night. The night before, it was like 200 bucks a person to get in. This place has like Rick Ross plays there, TI, they get like big DJs, like Steve Aoki will show up there, that sort of stuff. And I mean, obviously people pay it. Oh yeah. It's a status symbol then. Yeah, so that was the night we ended up staying up all night to show up at uh, Raul's door to get my phone back. That night we did that. <laughs> it was one of those like, all right, we've checked this off the list. Don't ever need to do this again. The very last day, um, Amanda wanted to go to a nude beach. Apparently Miami has like one of the top nude beaches in the world. She's like, we'll regret it if we don't do it. I said, sure, fine, I don't care. I really didn't care. We hit the nude beach, we walked the length of it, and I hit my quota for flaccid penises to be seen in a lifetime. <laughs> It was easily an eight to one ratio. And it does, didn't even make any sense. There was guys walking around with t-shirts on and no shorts. What? Yeah, Pooh Bear in it. <laughs> Straight up Winnie the Pooh, all just, they don't want to get a sunburn. And just the way some of these people were suntanning, I don't know how they didn't burn their assholes. Just butt ass naked on the beach in Miami. Just ass up in the air. So, funny. so yeah, we hung out there for about 30 minutes to walk it and then we sat and hung out and I, I'm good. I don't ever need another nude beach either. Six out of 10, he said. The whole, yeah, six out of 10. <laughs> Met my quota classic penis. I don't know what that number was, but I found it. It, it was enough. I feel like I did that in college playing sports. I met yeah. my quota there too. This was this was a different level. I imagine that it was. It's just it's, all outside. You know, it's, it's probably a lot of older male people. There are, yeah. There was quite a few. Quite a few of those. I'm glad I could I'm glad we got to bring this up. 
Yeah. You got to re-experience it mentally right now. I, I can don't see. Like it. Wish everybody could see the look on your face right now. Well, we have, that's why we don't do video. There's there's some disgust there that warms my soul. You know, there's just like things that happen in your lifetime. And you're like, I could have been fine if that didn't. That was one of them. Like the the two hundred dollar nightclub would have been one of mine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can we just look drive by it? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was fun. But. $55. Yeah. For a drink. Two drinks. Yes. That is unreal. I don't understand. I, I get people pay for it. They obviously do. If they can charge that. It's just it's so hard to wrap my head around something when I used to pay $1.50 for a can of old like, like, just. Yeah, this ain't that. No. We used to go to this place in Grand Rapids is like a Polish club, right? A friend of mine had like a membership to, right? They you pay a dollar for old style, can, mm. can of old style. That's not a good hangover, but it's a dollar for a beer. Yeah. Coupled with, you know, the, the idea that one vodka Red Bull costs $27.50. Yeah. And then these people are raking 400 grand in tips. This was down, like downtown is different. The, the, the one in like in those big areas, how there's all these like, so the other thing, we went to like uh, Little Havana mm-hmm. and there was like, uh, they were doing live music and everybody was like dancing. And then there was like Little Haiti. There's all these different like sub, like then there's the design district, then there's downtown. And then you go over to the beach side and then there's North Beach and Mid Beach and South Beach. And there, it was cool to see, like, there's all these little pockets of culture. Yeah. That part's kind of cool. Six out of ten cool. Mid Beach cool. Oh, yeah. That, was, that brought the net average down for me. It wasn't like, uh, and Amanda kept going, we don't have to be here if you don't want to. We don't, you don't have to stay. Like, I'm not uncomfortable with this. I just... This is not how I would choose to spend my time right now. Staring at dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just exhibitionism. There's like, there was this guy. Wait, did you guys go naked? She went topless. I did not. I kept pants on. It's not my scene. And I understand. It was now my curiosity got me. Well, there was like, there was the, like, people just like walk, right? They'll just do laps. So this, this guy walks in front of us and then. Uh, there's like a picket fence where it's maybe two feet tall and there's like a picket every six inches kind of a deal and he's butt ass naked walks over there and there it's this like wire fence separates the nude beach from families children playing on public beaches it's all a public beach right so he just walks over stands like takes a superhero stance puts his hand on his hips and just is right at the fence line just staring out wearing nothing but sunglasses just staring out at oh, 50 yards away kids families everybody he's just standing there just slowly kind of rocking back and forth looking around about three minutes go by and he finally turns around and walks back the other direction it's yeah i probably would have left it's just exhibitionism at that point in time So yeah, that was the Miami experience. It was hot. It was um, nice. The beach was nice. 
We didn't. I didn't go in the water. They had the red and purple flags up the whole time. <laughs> it's not a six out of ten face. It's really not. <laughs> it was nice weather. The condo that we stayed at had a pool. So yeah. I don't know. Miami probably wouldn't have been my first choice, but like you said, you've never been there. I've, I've never been, been. I've been there for baseball mm. and going somewhere for playing baseball and actually going somewhere to that place is two different things. But going there for baseball helped me understand. Like, yeah, it's probably not a vacation spot for me. Yeah. It's like, Edmund might have been younger. Well, I was thinking like, all right. Sitting on a beach or like balcony overlooking the beach, sitting out there having coffee kind of a thing. And that's just not, it wasn't bad. It's just, it, the, it's a, it's a very, there's a lot of energy there. I would, yes. In that whole area. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't as refreshing as I think I was looking for. But we did get to go over to the Fort Myers side and uh, stay with my brother my older brother, Jimmy, um, is a chef on a private island down there. So once you get over to like the Fort Myers side, there's all, apparently all these little private islands, like, uh, like 120 houses on this island kind of a deal. Like the state of Florida said you can't build any more than two more houses and that's it. Okay. Um, only golf carts. It's a 20-minute ferry to get there or helicopter. It's the only way to get there. It's a lot of uh, like seasonal. Yeah. And um, like the guy who was getting on the ferry uh, to leave when we were leaving was one of the state representatives for uh, Florida. Oh. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, like you got to be a up, chef there? Yeah. At their restaurant there. Uh, their restaurant. Like that sounds like a bad gig. It's, it's not through most of the year. And then you like, you'll get those really busy. Apparently, you know, our. Our winter is when they're super busy because everybody's down there. And then when we got there, people were just had just left. But I mean, he's doing, you know, 230 dinners a night. There's not, it's not like there's a grocery store on this island. Right. You can't waste space. They got to bring everything in. Right. So he gets produce and stuff brought in every day. And he was like, when they're really busy, that's a lot of, you know, a lot of entrees for a night. Yeah. A little bit, but not a bad gig. Doesn't seem like it. No, I'm sure he's taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> he makes a fine. He makes a fine amount of money, and he pays like three hundred bucks a month in rent, and has a fine place. He lives on a private island, year round. He's fine. That's like the that's like the ultimate thing for seasonal workers is can you find that gig? Well, that's what he said. He said that they have a guy. He has a guy from um, Minnesota or Wisconsin that comes down and works seasonally. Yeah. So like when I worked seasonally out in Colorado, like it was, it was the resort and the bar during the winter, right? During the season. And in the summer, it was washing windows, mm. right? But if you can find that one gig that keeps you in the same spot, that's like ultimate seasonal work where you're, and being a chef was one of those big things. If you knew how to do any kind of line cooking, you were so, like, you could go anywhere. Yeah. So, like, for me, I was, I just happened to be a dude with a college degree that could work in an office. Like, you can find me anywhere. Yeah, right. I wasn't going to cook you anything. 
And let's be real, at some places, like bouncing or working the door at other places, I'm not that big of a guy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right? You start, I realized this when I did it a couple of times in Detroit. I'm like, well, fuck me. I don't, I, I'll work inside. I don't want to work at the door, though. They aren't scared of me. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? Because they had offensive linemen from Wayne State. Yeah. Right? Monsters. Like legitimate monster people. Like cartoon character type of shit. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just walk around inside and make sure everything's cool here. You guys be out there front door. I'm going to clean up drinks. I think you guys set the tone for yeah. me if you could be great. Right. <laughs> Shit. That's a reasonable place to end this one. It's a good stories episode. I like that. Good stories. Bye, everybody. Bye.